Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast and the Facebook show on this uh, Tuesday evening, the 13th day of February. Don't forget now, tomorrow is uh, your day to express love and appreciation to your wife and to your husband. And we want to do that because we love them and we care about them and we want to give them their special day. Whether you're a wife or whether you're a husband, make sure you do something special for your bride or your husband tomorrow. Now we're sitting here uh, going to talk tonight about using the name of Jesus effectively and correctly. And I'm going to tell you that as you go through this teaching, you are going to find out how many of you have cursed yourself by using the name of Jesus in the wrong way, not understanding how to use it, at which position it should be used, and the effects that should be occurring because of it, uh, the, the use of the name of Jesus. This is going to be a most revealing study, and I want to welcome you from around the world into it, and I want you to uh, join with us in prayer. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us. And then may we apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Jesus, speak to us through the Holy Spirit. We sanctify ourselves, yield ourselves, and surrender ourselves to that voice. Show us what we need to know, do understand, and demonstrate. As you do, we'll receive it and give it to your people. We ask it all in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. Amen and Amen. We want to tell you before we get started, contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministries.com, fcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's direct messaging. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget my book either, I Surrender. It's on Amazon and in your local bookstore. And then also remember that the 1st of March we will be changing our YouTube channel to Mike Springston Ministries FFC and we hope to see all of our subscribers from our current channel uh, there. Um, and then last of all, we want to welcome our great friends at Lift Him Higher Radio who send our messaging around the world by satellite radio. On Sunday, I stated that there was a correct time and a place in the process, uh, hi Bobby, of the journey of Jesus to express His name. We found that to be made available to us from His position of Lordship. We looked into what Jesus said about that in Mark 16 to help us determine the point where the use of His name becomes the ability to operate in power to control our environment. Remember now that there are three distinct phases of growth and control that we as children of God, born again, must go into and must come into a position of maturity. These phases will take one from being just from a believer to a follower. It is in the idea of following that the truth concerning Jesus Christ becomes real, his actions and replications. Phase one, of course, is that phase where you control yourself. You believe, 
and then bring yourself into the sacrifice of your members. You die to the flesh and the sin nature. The outcome is a change of citizenship and entrance into the kingdom of his dear son. Phase two is the place where submission to his lordship brings you into the privilege of the use of his name. Using this privilege, you're able to control your environment. We described that thoroughly in Mark 16, Mark Matthew 28. It's further described in actions that we saw from Peter in Acts chapter 3. As we control our environment, we bring everything in our environment under the spiritual control. This control is also transferable as we can enter an environment and transfer that power, authority, and supremacy in the name of Jesus to people who are in need. Then phase three, I'm going to preach about this coming Sunday. That is where the spiritual and the divine side of Jesus Christ operates in us and in our spirit to control us and to cause us to profit and to be at the advantage in our world. And of course, I'm going to tell you more about that coming up this coming Sunday. Now, I want to focus on his name. Paul told us something in Ephesians 6 that I do not think that we have ever truly been able to digest and understand. The reason we haven't is because we are so oriented to our physical world. We have such an attraction to our six senses in this natural world uh, that we don't grasp the fact that we are physical, but we are operating in a spiritual world that differs greatly from the natural world. We don't seem to understand that fact. When Adam fell, man became engaged with the natural. When Jesus came, he disengaged man from the natural and restored man in his inner man back to the spiritual. Man remained in a natural body but was to engage with the spiritual world from the connection that was restored in his inner man. We struggle with that concept so deeply so that we have real issues in our church world reconciling the means that God designed specifically for us to interact in the spirit, spirit to spirit. There is no greater disconnect in the church world than the disconnection concerning spiritual things. Therefore, we fail to understand the thing that Paul tried to explain to us in Ephesians 6. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the inroads into your mind. Now watch. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. About as high as we can see right now is the political spiritual battles. My friend, that's not what this life is all about. This life is about a spiritual content and a spiritual battle that is going on in, an, in a realm of which we do not see, but in a realm of which we influence. Now, I want you to gather on that. We influence the spiritual realm. We influence it by how we engage with spiritual things 
and how that engagement leads us into a condition of darkness or a condition of light. We don't understand the importance of 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We don't war after what our senses say. For the weapons of our warfare are not touch, feel, sight, smell, hear, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They're not carnal. We cast down imaginations and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, which leads us to this statement made by Jesus in John 10 and 10. He said, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and life that, that life more abundantly. They might have it more abundantly. We're not fighting a battle of flesh and blood. We're in a spiritual war. And the word of God, whether we want to believe it or not, is a spiritual book. If we fail to understand it as such, we are doing so to our own peril and potentially to our own destruction. We must identify this war and we must function in it while we are on earth under the terms that have been provided for us by the one who is the victor, Jesus Christ. It is important to recognize, however, the goal and the role of the enemy. He is here to steal from you by any means possible anything that God would determine to attempt for you to have. Particularly, he will come in and do so when you, through a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding, a lack of grasp, a lack of perception, open the door and make it easy for him to come in, attack, kill, and destroy. He would destroy your faith. He would destroy your giftings. He would even destroy your very love for God if he could do it. He desires to cause you to give place to him. When you do, whether accidentally or on purpose, he begins the process of erosion that alters critical elements in your life like peace, your goods, and ultimately your life. What I'm about to teach is serious business, my friend, and it's not a message that our leaders are telling us. Well, they just don't understand. The way they teach it doesn't reflect any understanding of spiritual effects. So these misguided attempts are doing a spiritual thing but it is leading us closer to darkness than it is to light. I'll explain this as I teach this message. Hang on, friends. Listen intently and re-listen again and again. I'm on track to show you why the struggles in your life are so real, why the struggles in the church are every ounce equally real, and why the Word of God seems to have lost its luster 
and been diminished in power. Now remember, this whole thing is about spiritual engagement. So what exactly is the use of the name of Jesus intended to accomplish? Well, in our world today, it has become the way we end prayer. We use that name as a punctuation that says, this is a fact, I've prayed. Hi, Betty. It is a post-prayer statement. Is it meant to just follow any prayer? What is it meant and designed in the grand plan of God to actually do? It's designed by God to be a spiritual influence that penetrates the spiritual world and pronounces the direction of the Lordship of Jesus Christ upon whatever and against whatever that name is invoked. Any design or any influence that Satan may have upon the one pronouncing that name and invoking the power therein is stopped because this name has been used incorrectly and on such a wide scale. People think that they can use the name in any situation and from any kind of mouth. Well, my friend, that's not true. A mouth that speaks the name of Jesus without having properly followed him, bringing with that statement will come spiritual attacks upon themselves. Now we know why the struggle is real. Because we have not gone to the places we need to go to understand the things we needed to understand about Jesus Christ and His blessed name. And we are using His name in so many and varied ways that do not have any relation to the thing that God designed that name to go to. And as we pronounce that name, we step over into the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, I'm going to show you what is going to happen. It's going to be an awesome picture. It's going to be a devastating picture. And it's going to inform you as to why you struggle with the attacks of the devil, why you struggle with sin, why your sin nature won't behave, why you go off the deep end on things, why your flesh bounces up because you have given place to the devil. Paul said in Ephesians 4, don't do that. He said, understand that you cannot give him place in the spiritual domain. Let's look on. When we use the name of Jesus inappropriately, or we use that name without having accessed the understanding of the power that's in that name, we're making an attempt to influence the spiritual world. There is no doubt that the spiritual world understands the authority that is in that name. There is no doubt that the spiritual world will bow to the use of that name. However, 
The spiritual world understands that when that name is spoken from a receptacle that is unable to produce the authority and the power that is in that name, that they have opened up a spiritual avenue into their lives and along comes him who is ready to steal, kill, and to destroy. Why do we struggle, Pastor Mike? Why do we go into all of the problems and issues that deal with the affairs of this world? Why? I'm saved, but why am I constantly under attack? Well, you are trying to function in a spiritual warfare and using the name of Jesus without understanding where you had to go to get the privilege to use it, what you had to do to come in to be given that name, and without having gotten those two things, you are using it incorrectly, and the devil who knows that this is a spiritual battle and you ain't got the goods, is coming after you. Now, I have told you how to get the goods. Some of you have heard, some of you refuse to hear. But I've told you what you need to do. Now look at this, Acts 7, 19, verses 13 through 17. Listen carefully. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. What are they doing here? They're trying to use the name under the same influence that Paul had used to call out evil spirits. They had no authority to do so. They had, not, they had only seen it done by Paul. They thought it would be a good idea. They thought that anybody could use it. Didn't make any difference. If Paul could use it, then anybody could use it. That's kind of the way it's taught today. The name of Jesus is available to anybody and everybody and at all times in any way. Well, my friend, in the spirit world, we're going to find out it just doesn't work that way. They suppose the name of Jesus would simply work when it was spoken. This is the general understanding of the use of that name in our day as well. We see no reason not to pronounce the na that name upon anything and everything. It is perceived by us to have power. So we throw it out there and we almost toss it up and say, let's see what it'll do. When it fails, what happens? We go frustrated with that name. Uh, people will say, you know, God just doesn't work like he used to. His name doesn't even work anymore. The truth is, the person using that name has not been through the journey to go from a believer to a follower that would bring them into the position where they would have the privilege and be given the name to invoke at all. They have no spiritual right to that name yet. 
the privileges associated with that name come through the maturity of going into the journey with Jesus Christ. Both, all of this is achieved by learning Christ and following Him. Verse 14. Now watch this now because we just saw some Jews and vagabonds and exorcists. We hear that all the time. People that don't even know Christ talking about what He will do and how He's got you back. Whoa! Then we see the Super Bowl. He gets us. Jesus gets us. <laughs> well, when you try to do that through that angle, what you are doing is you are opening the door to the thief, to the robber, to the stealer. You're opening the door to him to come in and begin to spiritually erode your life and bring you into the place that Jesus said you needed to get out of by his ministry. You would be poor, broken, bruised, blind, captive, and living in bondage. How did that happen? I believed in Jesus. Well, you invoked the name of Jesus without following and being given the privilege of operating in that name. And when you go into the spiritual domain and attempt to influence the spiritual domain without understanding and without goods, the devil is waiting. And he's saying, there's my inroad. There's my inroad. There's my while into the mind of that person. Well, now let's look at verse 14. And then there were the seven sons of Sceva, a Jew. Now watch this now. And chief of the priests. These were the religious people which did so. What they do? They began to try to use the name of Jesus without being coming through as a follower and being given the privilege to do so. Now we see that the religious are attempting to engage the name of Jesus and they have no depth of journey to do so because they're Jews who have never truly followed Jesus. They now see an opportunity and they want to use his name. They've made no preparation to have the privilege to use it. They're simply religious people. Well, that sounds like our church today, doesn't it? We just have a bunch of people who are going to church and functioning under a religious tradition and singing some religious songs, talking about a religious book, never engaging in the Spirit of God, never coming away from the cross and learning to learning Christ and following Him in His actions and allowing the Holy Ghost to replicate those actions in them. And so here we see what's, what is going on in our church world today. Now, they take this opportunity with nothing but a religious spirit. Speaks volumes to our church world, doesn't it? We've located them with respect to those who are trying to use the name, but the outcome of the use of the name is that the enemy comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. 
Well, my friend, we have a form of godliness, the scripture says in 2 Timothy 3. But we deny the power thereof. From such turn away. And the evil spirit answered the sons of Sceva in verse 15. And listen to what he said. These were the religious, the traditionalists. He said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know. But who are you? Now, if Jesus had spoken, the spiritual world would have bowed their knee immediately and done exactly what he said. If Paul had spoken, the spiritual world would have done immediately what Paul said. But they look at him and say, in the spiritual world, who are you? You're using a name you have no relationship to. You're using a name you've not been given the privilege of. Here's where the spiritual, this, this situation turns against those who use the name of Jesus without correct understanding. They don't know the process by which that name has authority in the natural world. The spiritual world, however, knows that name. Those in the spiritual world also know whom that name has been produced and to whom that name has been produced and whom, who has been given the privilege of functioning in that name. In this case, they knew Jesus and they knew Paul because both of them had experienced the same journey. And I want you to get this now. Paul and Jesus experienced the same journey. And whenever we get into tomorrow night studying the book of Colossians in Colossians chapter 3, we're going to find out that Paul taught the exact same message that Peter did because he had trodden the same journey that Jesus went. Now, Paul had the same experience. They had gone through the cross together, the tomb together, the resurrection together, the priesthood together, the exaltation together, completing the spiritual journey with Jesus when he became the man in the Godhead bodily. Paul journeyed all the way with Jesus. So when the Spirit said to him, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? There was a reason for it. I've been trying to teach you this and tell you this and bring you to this. And then as I came to this statement, the Holy Ghost showed me what I'm telling you. We are bringing spiritual issues directly into our life by attempting to do spiritual things with the name of Jesus when we have not been to the place that Paul went with Jesus and covered the journey of which Jesus trod. My friends, we are hurting, opening, giving place to the devil and we don't even realize it. What happens next is a lesson that our world has absolutely no frame of reference. Watch what happened in verse 16. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. My friends, when we attempt to interact with the spiritual world by using the name of Jesus without correct and appropriate understanding of the process, 
we open ourselves up to the attacks of which we have absolutely no means to answer. We have no power and no authority because we have not followed Jesus into the place where the privilege of use of that name and the power that is in that name has been provided for us. So we are using a name to influence a spirit world we don't understand and in turn releasing the devil to come into our lives and create struggles, trials, torments, and problems. Look at this now. We open ourselves up to attacks we just don't have an answer for. These men were seven religious men. But when they attempted to become spiritual by using the name of Jesus without the privilege of assignment that comes with that name, the evil spirits knew that they were incapable of controlling them. They leapt on them and overcame them. Now, that would be bad enough just to be under the attack of the devil and be overcome by them, overwhelmed by them. That would mean that they were overtaken and put into a situation where their actions were now being led by the spirit of darkness. What they were doing was now not a religious exercise. They were no longer operating in, in a religious exercise of light. It became the exercise of darkness. They were overcome with fear, doubt, unbelief. They were overcome and probably wondering, why didn't? How come this didn't work for me? I, I don't know what to do. I prayed. I called the name of Jesus. I, I, I did this. God didn't do that. Well, they were never privileged to function in that. This is a state in which our current church world, listen carefully, is residing. We didn't know how to get there. We, we, we don't know how we got there. But it is evident that we are there. Sin, sickness, disease, and more of those natural developments are going on in the church than I have time or desire to mention. How did it happen? How did our behavior go so deep into words that are attached with darkness. We live all the time in the church. Oppression, depression, anxiety, despair, discouragement, disgruntlement, under attack. We live all the time. How did we get there? What caused hell to be released against us? Because we began to use a name we had no privilege to because we had not journeyed into it. And they told us that it was there for us. But they never taught us how to get to it. I've taught you how to get to it. I'm teaching you again how to get to it. Follow Jesus. Learn Christ. Go where Paul and Jesus went and where the Word of God tells you you must go. Otherwise, you will be influencing the spiritual and that influence will come back to you as a tax of darkness. Hmm. We misused the name of Jesus, my friends, 
And we've released the effects of evil against ourselves and against our children and against our families, against our communities, against our states, against our country, and against our world. And we couldn't understand it because we got a church on every corner. But when you use, when you jump into the spiritual warfare without the correct privilege, the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, you're giving him place. <coughs> we misuse the name, release the effects of evil. No one knew. Why did it happen? Because no one knew what to teach us concerning the use of the name of Jesus. We took the messaging and it led us straight into the arena of the spirit world. We didn't know it. We didn't realize it. But when we got there, we were ill-prepared because we were operating against all of the powers and principalities of darkness. <laughs> against the rulers of darkness in high places without the equipment to live in the name of Jesus Christ in its power and in its authority. We're prepared. The spirit world, of course, accommodated us <laughs> Excuse me, they said, Jesus I know and Paul I know. But exactly who are you? I don't know you. You've been with Jesus? Maybe you haven't. I don't know you. At least not to the extent that in the spiritual world you have the privilege to use his name. Hmm. So what are the spirits of darkness doing? They're unleashing the world of darkness against those whom they know are in no position to fight a spiritual battle. This becomes absolutely devastating to the believer. All the world of darkness befalls them. They struggle with sin and the sin nature. They don't understand why living for Christ is so difficult. They attend church. They even pray. They sing and they try to worship, but they seem to face the problems and the troubles that come from each and every angle. And then they cry, why God? Where are you, God? Why have you forsaken me, God? Why has this or that come to me, God? Then someone says, words of wisdom, hang in there, God's building patience in you. Hang in there if it doesn't kill you, it'll make you stronger. Then someone goes and quotes the word of God. Remember, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But there's no relief. Often you fall into traps that so entangle you that the consequences and the repercussions of those sins last a lifetime. This existence is the most difficult way to try to live for Christ. Often the world of darkness prevails and those who once started a course of knowing Jesus and forgiveness come under the prevailing power of darkness. The Bible said that they prevailed against them and then they fled out of the house naked and wounded. 
They're so frustrated with the attacks of the devil from the spiritual world of evil. They simply give up. Darkness prevails and they're left naked and wounded. They run off into the world as a testimony to what the spirit of evil can do to unhinge anyone who misrepresents the name of Jesus. There's more, but I've got to stop now. I want you to see this. If you don't go from a believer to a follower and you don't follow him from the cross to the tomb to the resurrection into the tabernacle, become sanctified, Follow him into his lordship, where in his lordship he is the exalted name and he gives that name to you to use. And you've never gone there. And you're never worshiping there. And you're never living there. Because you don't understand what Pastor Mike is trying to tell you. How to be renewed in your own mind. You don't get it. Then what you have done is, is you've opened a spiritual world of which you have no means to compete. But if you will just do as I teach and go to prayer, go to the cross, get forgiveness and healing. Go to the tomb and die. Die to your flesh. Go to the resurrection and be delivered. And you will come out bearing a new righteousness that's going to come with mercy, the bowels of mercy, kindness, long-suffering, and patience. Then you'll go up in the spirit world and begin to minister to Him while He ministers for you and sanctifies you, calls you brother. Then you'll move on over into the throne room of God where you now, have both seat and voice, things change. His Lordship now is pronounced and you can begin to invoke the name of Jesus. And what happens? The demon now says, Jesus I know and Paul I know and Pastor Mike I know and Tammy I know. And Sharon I know. And Charles I know. And James I know. And Bobby I know. And Sharon I know. And anybody else who comes into his lordship will walk away from there with a privilege to use his name and complete all five works of Mark chapter 16. Father, minister. May we stop giving place to the devil by attempting to go into the spirit world ill-prepared. May we come with you into your lordship, following you there, learning you there, taking from there the privilege of using your name to totally control my environment of every demon, to speak a language of authority, to tell those that are against me in the name of Jesus, you must shut up. To tell my body that is rebelling against wellness, you must shut up in the name of Jesus. And to transmit that name into anybody who has a need 
I receive it today. Take it from you. It belongs to me. No longer will I walk into a spirit world and pronounce a name that puts me at a disadvantage. But I will pronounce the name that gives me the ultimate advantage that Paul said allows me to profit with all. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen, for it is in that name, Jesus Christ, my high priest, my Lord, and my man in the Godhead, that I pray. Amen and amen. Facebook friends, may God bless you. Study this over and over again. Take yourself in the spirit world and renew your mind. God bless you. God bless you, my Facebook, my podcast friends. Listen to this over and over again. It'll change your life. God bless you until we speak again.